Welcome to Ghibli Minute. Ghibli Minute. I'm Richard Dunham. And I'm Chieko Dunham. Ghibli Minute is the podcast where we talk about Studio Ghibli movies one minute at a time. Minute by minute. Or you can say it as minute by minute, I guess. Say it that way. Today we're talking about My Neighbor Totoro, minute 49. It starts with the bus leaving and it ends with the bicycle approaching in the dark. So the bus leaves with an expression I have never heard. Yeah. Hasha orai. Hasha orai. Hasha orai. Have you heard this? I think I've heard orai. orai. You have heard orai? Yeah. So basically it means driver or it's okay to depart. Or how would you translate it? Hasha, like, oh, hasha, like, go. <laughs> I don't know. Go. Ready to drive. Ready to drive, ready to leave. What is the, What do the subtitles tell us? All right, drive on. All right, drive on, drive on. Shippatsu is go. Shippatsu is depart, yeah. Yeah. Hasha orai. Orai. Orai is, is all right. right. But shortened. Yeah, so I'm going to be using that a lot <laughs> from now on. Orai. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we see the rest of the uh, incorporated Toden Tetsubasu Kabuki Kabushiki Gaisha. Yes. Yeah. Daddy wasn't on it. Nope. Hmm. So uh there so May suggests leaving her at uh I'm sorry, Satsuki suggests leaving May at Nana's house until the next bus comes. Which would be we said fifty minutes is what we said. Yeah. So Nana's house is pretty close, I guess. I guess. And so we would it wouldn't be safe to leave the toddler just at home. Probably not. Even though she was basically on her own in the middle of the day when her dad <laughs> when wasn't her dad paying was attention. There. But I guess the idea is she should be able to ask an adult for help if she needs it. Yeah. There should be an adult around, yeah. Right. Not that her dad would have heard her. <laughs> she was out in the forest. Yeah. If he wasn't so distracted, yeah. So then uh, they're sitting there waiting. Yeah. May's splashing in some puddles. It's always fun for a kid. Yeah. It's a deep puddle, too. Yeah. It's above her ankles. It's totally how I would splash in it, too, the way that she moves her feet. Yeah. She's kicking around. Yeah, she's, like, scooping up the water and, yeah, stopping down. Yeah. Yeah. That's how you play with the puddle. Yeah, it totally is. And then she walks around the corner to... Uh, she sees a fox shrine. Yeah. What's going on here? They're protecting something. The foxes are protecting something? Something. You know how, like, you've got, like, the, the dogs in front of a shrine sometimes? Yeah. But foxes. Foxes are, like, protector spirits? Usually mischievous, right? Yeah. They, like, trick you. Yeah, they're tricky, yeah. They're tricksters. Because they can shapeshift. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know what the shrine would be for. I don't know either. To appease them? Please don't trick me? or <laughs> Is that what the fox shrine is? I don't know. Are we looking it up? Yep. Ah. Yeah, what did you find? So that's, it's an Inari shrine. Inari Mai. Inari Mai. There you go. There you that's go. the bus stop. That's what that is. They're in front of the Inari shrine. That's a shrine to worship the god Inari. Um, uh, Inari is the god of foxes or fertility, rice, tea, sake, agriculture, and industry. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. Now it makes a lot more sense, yeah. 
So it's the god of rice and agriculture, which you totally want to have a shrine to. But it's also the fox. A fox, yeah. So I like the way that this is uh, presented. This is like presented as mysterious, but like only in the framing of it, right? I mean, this is a film with fantastical supernatural elements in it. Yeah. Prominently, like featured. Yeah. But this is like presented as if it may be supernatural, but it's only, but it's presented realistically and it's only kind of in the presentation, like the, the way framing. it's framed. Yeah, yeah, the way it's framed. Right. That it might appear mysterious to a kid. Yeah, it's very through May's perspective. Yeah, totally. Because she doesn't know what this... I'm going to assume that she doesn't know what this is for. Yeah, probably. But they're just a bunch of foxes. In the dark. It's maybe red picture books with like mischievous foxes in it. Yeah. I love that there's like this... We see the rain dripping off the statues. And we even hear it dripping off, but then there's like an, another sound, which is exactly like the rain dripping, but it's not. It's not. Dige- it's not part of the scene. It's part no. of the music, right? Yeah, it's like the. What is that called? I used to watch it all the time when I was a kid. Whenever we went to the Japanese garden, like sit there. Yeah, the. Uh, it was like a a bamboo shoot, and like you had water pouring into it, and at some point it would fall make a noise on the the surface like yeah i forget but it's it's deer something it's a yeah. something to drive the deer away yeah yeah may is scared of this shrine yeah, it's got kind of mischievous mysterious music yeah but it's weird because that the music ends like once the it gets dark enough for the street lamps to come on and we see like a <laughs> at the end of the minute we see a bicyclist approaching from the from out of the dark and that music is like cheery. <laughs> it's the same like, like s- cheery music you we hear with like the Totoros. Yeah. Like when May finds them. I don't know. It's weird. It's like, is the cheery music just because it's somebody from the human world versus like the mysterious spirit world? No. I mean, I kind of like when you rewatch this movie and like you see the bicyclist, you don't think it's the bicyclist you think it's the cat bus like that's what you are expecting right and when you watch it like a second time when you watch it like a second time and you know that there's a cat bus in the movie yeah when is the cat bus showing up like is this the cat bus no it's a bicyclist so it's just kind of like this bicyclist is framed as something that could be mystical like not part of this world Mm. but it is it is part of it's very quotidian yes ordinary What's more ordinary than a bicycle? Yeah. Slutsky's playing her own little game. Yeah, Cat's she, cradle. Yes. She has, she keeps a, a big piece of string in her pocket, I guess, to play Cat's cradle with. Or she knew it would take forever. So she yeah. Like, okay. Cat's cradle's fun. Have you played it a lot? Yeah. 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 It's fun. It looks complicated, but you, it's fun. There's like several different things you can do, right? Yeah, you can are make Are they all one. called Cat's Cradle or are they different? It's just Cat's Cradle. Like you can make the Eiffel Tower, you can make the... So you're saying the whole thing, the whole activity. There's not one particular shape or something that's called the Cat's Cradle? No. Okay. You're playing with string like a cat would. Cat's Cradle. Okay. Okay. It's like that uh, really no Cat's Cradle from the Kurt Vonnegut novel. Oh. Yeah. Hold on. Now I have to know what happens in that. 
Cat's Cradle was something my mom wanted me to do as a kid, but I thought would be boring. And then as I got older, I started to like it more. Yeah, so Cat's Cradle, just if I can go on a tangent, the Kurt Vonnegut novel, Cat's Cradle? Uh-huh. Part of the plot is the this uh, guy, uh, this scientist, discovers like a different uh, structure in which water can freeze, like a different kind of crystalline lattice or something, just like a different way... Like if, for example, if it if it freezes like in a hexagon, now maybe he discovers a way that it can freeze, like forming like a octagon or something, right? It's just another shape, right? That the molecules can get together and and, and form a solid at like a much lower at a much higher temperature than than the ordinary ice that we know. So he calls it Ice Nine, and it's it's really dangerous because if like if it gets exposed to any other water, the water will immediately, like, okay, we can organize that. The molecules will, okay, we can organize that way. Like, if it gets out and, like, touches the ocean, all the water in the oceans will freeze, like, at room temperature, right? So Ice Nine is the publishing company that the Grateful Dead formed to, like, publish their music also. Oh. <laughs> if you look in the credits, like, for Grateful Dead albums, like, all songs, Ice Nine publishing. Anyway. That's my tangent on the cat's cradle. Yeah. Okay. It's a good book. Yeah. It's a good book. Just check it out. Okay. Anything else? No. Any other Kirk Vonnegut novels you want to? No. Have you read any? You should check them out. I don't think I've read any. I feel like Anyway. Okay. All right. If that's it, uh, catch you all tomorrow here on Ghibli, Ghibli Minute. Minute.